Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by New Trail Brewing Company. New Trail beers are brewed right here in central Pennsylvania and delivered fresh and cold to your favorite retailers every week. When you're in Happy Valley, be sure to find New Trail at WR Hickey and other craft beer retailers. Hello and welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante along with Andrew P. Shea. Andy, it's whiteout week. Are you all ready to talk some Penn State football? It has been a very talk-filled week of Penn State football after the Michigan game, and very little of it has kind of centered around Minnesota and the whiteout game. But yes, I am ready to talk about it. Let's do it. All right. Well, speaking of whiteout, It's a great weekend to pick up your whiteout beer from New Trail Brewing Company. If you're headed to Happy Valley, you just make a quick stop over at WR Hickey where you can get the whiteout beer from New Trail along with all their other great beer like their Broken Heels and everything else. It's a great variety that you pick out, but hey, it's a whiteout game. You need your whiteout beer Plus, you got all day to tailgate. It's a perfect day for the whiteout beer. I highly recommend it. All right, Andy, before we get to Minnesota, let's get to the the news. And as you said, a lot of news coming out of that game last week against Michigan. Uh, Late in the game, Sean Clifford got a little banged up, which meant they brought in Drew Aller. This week, when when the media was able to attend practice briefly, it looked like Sean Clifford was playing with the ones. I don't see any way that there's anything but Sean Clifford taking the field when the game starts. As long as he is healthy, there is zero chance that anybody other than Sean Clifford play, starts a quarterback for Penn State Saturday night at Beaver Stadium against Minnesota. That's just the way it is in 2022 with a 5 and 1 football team. They are not Drew, James Franklin is not going to go away from this quarterback if he is healthy. Right now I and, don't see the other avenue. Well, we'll we'll get more in depth in that Sean Clifford sure. versus Drew Aller discussion and debate in quarter number 2 because the debate is getting pretty loud. It is. Another little news item that came up during Wednesday's practice, though, was Kevon Lee was not at practice. Uh, James Franklin, as he typically does, was a little bit vague, but made a statement about Lee not being at class. I'm assuming that means he was being punished for missing a class as opposed to, well, he's not at practice, not at class, something bigger is going on. I'm not sure, but there's a possibility they might be without Kevon Lee this week at running back. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, he's fallen to third on the depth chart, clearly, right? Like his carries have been limited. He got a little nicked up earlier and missed a year. Is he done? Is he gone? Is he being punished? Is he not like being, you know, the third option at running back? James said he wasn't in class and wasn't out here practicing, which means everybody else, including the fan base, gets to figure out what one plus one equals, right? Does it mean he's not going to be available for us this week? I mean, they aren't they aren't super deep at the running back position anymore. 
Jimmy, these days? And as you head to, you know, week seven or the seventh game of the year for Penn State, they're a little thin at the running back position if he's, quote-unquote, not available. But it's a very interesting thing. I mean, I don't know what it means. I'm like you. I'm like, is he gone? Is he, did he, am I be, is he being disciplined? Uh, I don't know. Is he going to look to transfer somewhere else? you know, right now and call it a season after he's played five games already. Obviously, he's not going to be around this week when they play Minnesota. Well, I'm not, I I have no idea. So I'm not going to make any statements like he's definitely not going to be there because there still is a situation of depth and issues could happen. I'm just wondering if we're going to see Tank Smith this week. Let's (laughs) move on, Andy. Um, One of the big talking points after the Michigan game is James Franklin essentially said Michigan was too big and strong for us. Guys think they're Aaron Donald, meaning undersized as defensive linemen, and it doesn't work that way for other players necessarily. There's only one Aaron Donald, but not so fast. A couple people that I really trust, and one, our colleague, uh, Thomas Frank Carr, and another uh, a common guest on our show, Coach Caduti, they did some film study of the Penn State-Michigan game, Andy, and came away saying, you know what? Much more than just Michigan being strong and bulldozing the Penn State defenders, there were scheming issues, there were Penn State players out of position, and it appeared that Michigan coaching and game plan was a step ahead of Penn State uh, the whole time. As I watched that game unfold, particularly into the second quarter and then after halftime, even when Penn State was leading at one point in the second half, the the common thought was they're not wrong. First of all, I just would say that, Jimmy. They're not wrong. This was not a pure size, weakness of the defensive line issue. It, they, it was much different than that for me. It was... All I kept thinking was, he's, they're a mile ahead of you. They're a mile ahead of you. They're a mile ahead of you. Every single series, series after series, and sometimes it felt like, you know, every two or three play verse, burst versus the next two or three play burst. Michigan out Penn State every which way when it came to Michigan's offense versus Penn State's defense. It wasn't even a fair fight. When you came to scheming, they were a mile ahead of them all day. I came away saying from that, from what happened in that game, particularly, well, pretty much the whole game, but also in the second half, the out scheming led to the big runs overall, giving up 400 plus yards on the ground and just getting gashed like that. To me, it exposed a real problem at the linebacker position. The linebacker position was to me, what really was the toothpicks that crumbled in that game that you saw. And I thought Michigan attacked Penn State's linebackers. They wanted to get those linebackers on tilt and out of position and get them moving around and Manny Diaz trying different schemes. They manipulated them perfect because they targeted that as their weakness. And they went right after it and, and, and did it. On the big run, the first one, there was a one linebacker in the middle of the field, the other two, they spread them out and got them trying to adjust to the little off-edge stuff. And then they popped it straight up the middle. Perfect example straight ahead of them. But uh, 
I think the worries and concerns about the linebacker position were brought to fruition more in this game, in my opinion. And they definitely took advantage of them. And I think that linebacker, when they make a mistake, I believe that's what turns an 8- or 10-yard gain into those 60-yard plays, Andy. Uh, Let's go forward a little bit. In a way, this season feels like deja vu all over again. This is 2021. When they were 5-0 and a year ago, went on the road against a highly ranked team last year, Iowa, this year, Michigan. They lose the game, very disappointing, and it led a downward spiral. That's one way to look at it. The other, this has hints of 2016 when they also just got gobsmacked by Michigan in Ann Arbor back in 2016, if you remember. They were 2-2. Two and two. They have Minnesota at home. They barely squeak it out. If you remember, that's the Saquon Barkley running for a touchdown in overtime to win that game. They go on to beat Ohio State, and they win the Big Ten Championship. Okay, Andy, it's deja vu all over again. Is it more 2016 or is it more 2021? Yeah, I don't know, Jimmy. I mean... You had Saquon Barkley in 2016, and that is a that is a game changer. Trace McSorley was your quarterback. That's probably a better quarterback than you have at the position right now. Those are two things. I I, I like the comparison. the The thing I want to know about this Penn State team, and I you learn that about the 2016 team. The 2022 team gets to define themselves okay they got boat raced right you got absolutely crushed the score was the closest thing about your trip to Michigan right at the end of the day when you look at it you're like okay what are the positives are we looking at well you only got beat by 24 when you should have gotten beat by 40 but it's not it's how you respond it's the next game that matters so much more when you have a sort of soul-crushing deflating like you were a relevant team, but now you're no longer kind of relevant. You're still five and one. There's still six games left on your schedule. What is your first step after you got, you know, cuffed around? What is your response? How does it go? It is not an unlevel playing field against Minnesota. That matters, right? Like, are you going into the next game? If it's Michigan, then now they're playing Ohio State this week. That's different. This is not. This is an equal level playing field, and I think this Penn State team in 2022, led by quarterback Sean Clifford, he's their leader. Everyone, you know, that's just James Franklin said it a million times. Who are you? What are you going to be? And the first step to learning a little bit more about that is what happens in the Minnesota game. They have to win, Jimmy. This is a must win. And I'm glad you described it that way as a must win. I think personally there is more pressure on James Franklin to win this game. Let's face it, next week, Ohio State, they're not expected to win. Candidly, they weren't expected to beat Michigan. They were an underdog. But you lose this game, you got Ohio State coming in. Very easily, they're 5-3 and three with a three-game losing streak. Everyone says this is 2021 all over again. And you lose the fan base, Andy. You absolutely do. You only have one narrative if you lose this football game. 
We laid them out for you last week. James Franklin's record during Penn State against a top five team. James Franklin's record coming off a bye. Neither one are the numbers that you want. You go and lose an equal balance game against a, uh, an equal matched opponent, or one you could say Penn State might even be a slight favorite. You lose this game, the only narrative is 2021 all over again, Jimmy. There is no other way to look at it other than that. I, I think you're exactly right. And again, you lose the fan base. I I don't care about the 10 year contract at that point. If you've completely lost the fan base conversations go on. All right, Andy, that's it for quarter. Number one, quarter, number two, we're going to talk about what you guys are talking about. Should it be Clifford or Aller starting against Minnesota? I'll ask Andy that question. New Trail Brewing Company proudly crafts their beers right here in central Pennsylvania. Brewed with only the best possible ingredients, New Trail produces a variety of year-round brands as well as weekly experimental recipes. New Trail Broken Heels is Pennsylvania's favorite local hazy IPA. This beer is smooth and full-bodied. Hand-selected citra hops lead to notes of bright clementine and juicy ruby red grapefruit. Broken Heels is perfect for a pregame tailgate all the way through the victory celebration. It's that time again for football and tailgating, and no better way than with Go PSU RV. Drive your vehicle to Happy Valley and have an RV set up and waiting for you. And this year, KSN is teaming up with Go PSU RV to offer a special deal. Be the first to reserve the KSN special for the Ohio, Central Michigan, Northwestern, Maryland, or Michigan State game, and you'll get $500 off your RV. Call Mark at 800-519-8467 and tell him you want the KSN RV special. StateCollege.com is your one-stop source for news, sports, opinion, entertainment, and community events. Over a decade of experience covering the Nittany Lions from reporter Ben Jones. Lively commentary from columnist Mike Porman and others. Local perspective, local expertise, local information from Penn State's hometown website, StateCollege.com. Trust StateCollege.com for daily coverage of the school, team, and place you love. We are Tech Results, located right here in State College. Whether it's workstation, server and network installation, problem solving and maintenance, security assessments, or general evaluations, we are your complete IT partner. Learn more at TechResults.com. That's T-E-K Results.com. Or call us at 814-206-0000. Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by New Trail Brewing Company. New Trail beers are brewed right here in central Pennsylvania and delivered fresh and cold to your favorite retailers every week. When you're in Happy Valley, be sure to find New Trail at WR Hickey and other craft beer retailers. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galanti along with Andy Shea. It is quarter number two of our show. Andy, before we get started, here's our reminder. Go PSURV. They still have just a couple RVs available for you. Besides, it's a little late for Minnesota, but there's still Ohio State next week. And that's going to be a big game. We all know that noon start. If you don't want to make that early drive up Saturday morning, there's there's an answer. 
check gopsurv.com. This is where they have the RV there ready and waiting for you. You head to Happy Valley in your own car. It's all set. It's a wonderful weekend. You tailgate all weekend. Want more details? Call Mark at 800-519-8467. All right, Andy. This is what everyone else is talking about, so we may as well talk about it also. It's Sean Clifford versus Drew Aller. And a lot of this, Andy, I get the sense all the folks who have issues with James Franklin, they're the ones who want Drew Aller. And you and I, we we talked about it a little bit in quarter one. Here's what's going to happen. If Sean Clifford is healthy enough to play, he's going to play. We know that. But I'm going to give you the coaching reins, Andrew P. Shea. Would you start Drew Aller ahead of uh, Sean Clifford this weekend? No, not right now. The, 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 you know, I know there's, you got trucked at Michigan in a big game again, right? Still, bigger picture, you're five and one. You still have, you have six games in front of you. There is still a lot of opportunity this season. You have determined already. The only two, James Franklin and Mike Yersich have determined already that the best quarterback for this team this year is Sean Clifford. The lid's off the offense, though. The lid is off the offense. It is easy to defend and easy to scheme against to stop. Right? It took a couple games on film to figure it out, and now it defenses are having a much easier time against this offense stopping it. Yeah, that is that is part of the equation. But here is here's what I'm thinking about it is would you be having this conversation or would this even be relevant if the five star, the first of your tenure as a quarterback, if he had not been named the number two? I kind of was thinking of that in the back of my mind. If before the Purdue game had Drew Allard not been named QB two in the backup to Sean Clifford, would it look like this now? At a five and one record, getting trucked the same way against Michigan, right? So, is it the is it the is it the prospect of the five star, or is it your guy? Let me answer the question. I think, I think we'd be having the same discussion. Okay. Although it might be about Christian Vayer, and right. the reason why I say that is one of the things that I hear from the folks who want Drew Aller starting is it's the statement. Have we not had this issue where maybe the backup quarterback should be playing ahead of Sean Clifford? Oh, by the way, that guy's name is Will Levis. And right now, he's being considered a top 10 draft pick for the NFL. Now, I'm not as quick to say, oh my God, it's a no-brainer. It was a mistake picking Sean Clifford over Will Levis. But it's certainly worthy of discussion, Andy. I think it's worthy to say perhaps James Franklin made a mistake in his quarterback decision then. Perhaps he's making a mistake again. Yeah, and if in the way I view it is might be slightly different. I'm not going to Monday morning quarterback looking back at that. That was about projection and development. And at that time, for everything that you had seen in front of you and everything that had been put on tape that we could see, it was the right choice. Projection now, two and a half years later down the line, somebody improved, somebody didn't, right? Somebody, you know, developed, 
and somebody stayed exactly kind of where you are, took a step back, and then maybe kind of took a baby step forward. That you can't predict. So, But you're not wrong in saying looking back, if you won a Monday morning quarterback, you made a mistake there. I'll play devil's advocate here, Andy. We pay James Franklin a lot of money to make those predictions, predictions, make those projections. And one has a very, very, very solid argument that he made the wrong choice. So it's either he made the wrong choice, he's not good at projecting who would be the better player, or he's not good at developing the player. Which is it? None of them reflect well on the coach, Andy. So if if that leads you forward, might you know, I I think it's at least worth asking the question. Now let me let me throw another curveball at you here, Andy. And I brought this up in a discussion you and I had uh post Michigan game last week when I was just so disgusted with that performance. And I was disgusted with hearing James Franklin talk about when he was asked what his message was for the team. And his message was, well, I'm not going to tell them what they did wrong or whatever. I'm going to tell them I love them. You know what? I thought it was time for tough love. I thought it was time for a kick in the butt, not a pat in the back. And sometimes a message needs to be delivered to a team. This is a long way of me saying, you know, might he need to deliver a message to the team that, even if you're my sixth-year quarterback, no job is safe. Maybe it's time we made some changes on this team, and this is a wake-up call. I'm putting in the true freshman who has all the promise in the world. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with you on that sentiment, Jimmy, because what I saw last week was, and this doesn't happen very often, that game was won and lost on the sideline both ways. That game, I think you want tough love. I think it's got to be from the athletic director to the head coach, the head coach to the coaching staff. I think that's where the tough – they got out-schemed and out-coached. Penn State didn't look – they didn't look prepared. They didn't look – they didn't look, you know, activated. They didn't look like they had any answers. It felt like to me that as the game went on – there were a couple different messages sent at halftime that were starkly different that were directly influential on how that game played out. But yeah, week to week, you're going to evaluate, you know, players and say, you know, who's on notice. And and you were angry, and I get the tough love thing. But going back to Clifford and Aller, you know, the quarterback didn't have, John Clifford's play didn't have, you know, almost nothing to do with the outcome of this game. Is that relevant? And how your quarterback plays week to week? Sure, you still got to evaluate him and look at him. I just don't think Drew Aller is ready to start right now in this kind of pressure game, which we already said in quarter number one is a must win for Penn State. I don't think you have enough information in that situation to throw him in there if Sean Clifford is healthy. That's just... I've been screaming for three or four weeks, like, have a game plan to use him consistently. Get him in every three or five series, one out of four, something. Get him playing more football. And they haven't. They've only kind of inserted him here and there a little bit. Clifford goes out in the Purdue game. He was banged up a little bit. 
you had to see Drew Aller. Clifford comes in against Michigan. I mean, uh, Aller comes in against Michigan because Clifford is banged up a little bit. Other than that, maybe a little garbage mop-up time. I have not seen an instrumental, purposeful, intentional, getting our quarterback number two some experience as a true freshman when we elevated him to that spot. I haven't seen it that way. And that tells me that their decision is he's not ready for it. That tells me that Yersuch and, and James Franklin's decision is he's not ready to see every four series. That's the only... Well, I'll tell you what. They're, those two guys, it was also their decision, or at least James Franklin's decision, that Will Levis wasn't worth uh, promoting to the number one. So you're asking me to trust the judgment. You're saying to me, and I hear this a lot, we're not there at practice, so how could we decide? Well, we're not sure that this coaching staff has the best track record. Now, when I reacted to you last week when we were texting, this is why Jim is not a you know Power 5 football coach. I was, uh, it's why Jim is a Penn State football fan. I was letting emotion you know, run my decision-making process, which probably is not the best way to go. What I think you're saying, Andy, is what this comes down to is which quarterback gives us the best chance to win the game this week, which we've already determined, as you pointed out, is a really, really, really important game, not just for Penn State football, but for James Franklin and his career and his reputation. Which quarterback gives you the best chance to win? Yeah, I, I, I still think it's Sean Clifford. And I, here's another thing I just wanted to bring up real quick about these two. Don't think this doesn't impact the – they can say all they want. This impacts the team They're, and and the players. And the two quarterbacks that we're talking about, this has an impact on all of them. They know it. They hear it. They can't not know this. The other players on the team knows it. No matter how much you try and say, hey, we're going to keep it in our room, we believe in here, and all of that kind of stuff. This is, and and, and I want to have this conversation with you, but it is in some ways toxic for the two because James Franklin has clearly iterated, and I'm not defending it one way or the other, but he's clearly iterated that healthy, Sean Clifford is my man. End of story. And... He's, he's not only said it, but he's shown it by his actions throughout the games. So it's not a problem inside for Penn State, but all of the noise from outside. When it comes to quarterback position, it can be problematic. An NFL coach once said, if you start listening to the fans, you're going to be sitting with them. I, and I get that. But what that means, Andy, is as coach, You've got to live with your decisions, and it's a public position. It's a well-compensated position. This is why he – a lot of people joke, oh, that's why you make the big bucks. Well, it's literally true for James Franklin. He makes the big bucks to make the right decisions here, and part of that is he's going to be second-guessed. It's valid to second-guess. Did he make the right decision, Clifford versus Levis? It's fair for fans to say, is he making the right decision here also? We will find out, at least on Saturday night, we'll find out if he made the right decision in the short term. But in the meantime, we are going to make Andy Shea the decision maker. 
He'll show us why he makes the big bucks when he answers your questions on Ask Andy. New Trail Brewing Company proudly crafts their beers right here in central Pennsylvania. Brewed with only the best possible ingredients, New Trail produces a variety of year-round brands, as well as weekly experimental recipes. And next time you're watching the game with friends or by the campfire, pick up the New Trail Hoppy Variety Pack. New Trail's Hoppy Pack is an absolute crowd pleaser. Packed with four different hoppy beers, it's sure to please everyone. It's that time again for football and tailgating, and no better way than with Go PSU RV. Drive your vehicle to Happy Valley and have an RV set up and waiting for you. And this year, KSN is teaming up with Go PSU RV to offer a special deal. Be the first to reserve the KSN special for the Ohio, Central Michigan, Northwestern, Maryland, or Michigan State game, and you'll get $500 off your RV. Call Mark at 800-519-8467 and tell him you want the KSN RV special. StateCollege.com is your one-stop source for news, sports, opinion, entertainment, and community events. Over a decade of experience covering the Nittany Lions from reporter Ben Jones. Lively commentary from columnist Mike Porman and others. Local perspective, local expertise, local information from Penn State's hometown website, StateCollege.com. Trust StateCollege.com for daily coverage of the school, team, and place you love. We are Tech Results. Located right here in State College, we specialize in providing assistance with many third-party software suites. Our clients include doctor's offices, lawyers, construction companies, and even hairdressers. We provide help with their industry-specific software. Learn more at TechResults.com. That's T-E-K Results. Dot com or give us a call at 814-206-0000. Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show, brought to you by New Trail Brewing Company. New Trail beers are brewed right here in central Pennsylvania and delivered fresh and cold to your favorite retailers every week. When you're in Happy Valley, be sure to find New Trail at WR Hickey and other craft beer retailers. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It's quarter number three. You know what that means. It's time to ask Andy. I'm Jim Galante along with the aforementioned Andrew P. Shea. This is where we take your questions for Andy. And you can send your question in. All you got to do is download our app. Search Keystone Sports at your app store. You'll get the app. You'll see the Ask Andy button. Fire away. I will mention, though, I will mention, Andrew P. Shea has restricted me here. He says we got to limit it to two Sean Clifford versus Drew Aller questions. So you can't see me. Maybe you can't hear this, but I am tossing aside about half the questions because of that limitation. All right, let's go to it. <laughs> let's go to it, Andy. I'm going to give you, I'm going to start you with one of our combo questions. And both David from Lancaster and Brad from Percasy, they are both worked up about this size versus speed recruiting when James Franklin talked about size. Let me read the two questions to you. David said, Franklin mentioned needing to recruit better and bigger. Has the recruiting focus too much on speed in order to compete with Ohio State, 
which has left them vulnerable to power teams such as Michigan. Brad puts it this way, Andy, as Penn State prioritized speed too much in recruiting, looks like our defensive linemen are all quick, but especially our defensive tackles are not stout enough to hold up against the run with the possible exception of P.J. Mustafer. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with either one because I don't, in the modern games overall across the field, you know, sideline to sideline, you know, end zone to end zone, it's, it's a speed game. It's about space and speed. A lot of it is centered around space and speed. Does physicality and brutality inside that tackle box in the trenches still matter? Yes. Was James Franklin accurate in his assessment? I don't think he was. I don't think they got physically manhandled. I think they got massively out-schemed and outplayed. And I think they were, they got, Michigan put Penn State's defense on complete tilt. And they were never able to sort of counterpunch in any way, shape, or form. And that wasn't because they were physically manhandled. I'm watching Nick Tarburton closely. Nick Tarburton held up massively well in that football game against the run. He was awesome in his responsibility against the run. Holding the edge. Pushing inside. P.J. Mustafer was taking on blockers and moving people to give others opportunities to make plays. They got out-schemed. There was nobody there to make any second-level plays. That was their biggest problem, not their physicality along the front, along the defensive line. And trust me, I was looking for it because that Michigan offensive line was stupid good. Jimmy, I must have texted you five times in the first half. Oh, my gosh, offensive line. Wow, this offensive line is really good. Exactly like that. Was it a physical? I kept looking for it. Is it physical? Are they getting pushed around like blocking sleds? And I just didn't see that on a consistent basis. They were just getting so massively out-schemed. And Andy, I will recommend, our listeners probably are familiar with Coach Caduti has been on our show. I recommend you go to their YouTube channel. It's called For the Bloggy. That's For the B-L-O-G-Y is their channel. He did video on it. And it really gives you a good idea of what was going on in this game. And Andy, you and I were talking about it off the air. What you ended up with was two Michigan linemen pulling. And there's one poor Penn State defender battling two offensive linemen. It was a mismatch. They were out schemed. I'm not ready to give up on Manny Diaz, Andy, but... This was one, you know, give it give it up to the Michigan offensive coordinator. And I do think James Franklin, I don't know if you want to call it an excuse or just his reaction. He he didn't see the film yet. He was just watching from the sideline. But him saying we got beat up because they're bigger and stronger wasn't completely accurate. Let's move on here, Andy. Let's go to Kent in Raleigh. Uh, Kent says... Hey, guys, very much enjoy the show. Well, thank you, Kent. Appreciate that. Watching several of the games this season, a lot of the very successful coaches show a lot of emotion are very much, and are very much involved in the play calling, whether prim- uh, primarily offensively. Franklin just seems to be on the sideline observing as opposed to being involved in the game or a play-by-play process, almost like it's not his job. 
he just told his he just holds his offensive and defensive coordinators accountable. What's your opinion on this style of head coach? And I'm going to let you answer the question, but I got to throw in my two cents here first, Andy. What's funny to me is Franklin is criticized here for not being involved enough. And I seem to recall a lot of people complaining because he's too involved in the play calling. So it just seems like if they're going to lose the game, uh, Franklin's going to be wrong no matter what he did. Go ahead. I'll let you answer it. Yeah, I, I, lo- I don't mind it a lo- as much. I don't mind him giving his coordinators, um, you know, sort of, you know, he lets them have the keys a little bit. He's not there with a play chart making the calls. I mean, I think there's just as many that do as just as many that don't. Um, I kind of, I know what he's saying about his demeanor, and and sometimes I like it, sometimes I don't. That's why earlier this season in in that torrential rain and the fumbles, why I found it so, you know, a bad look and unpalpable that, you know, his reaction to his young backs fumbling and the running backs fumbling, and he was really, really upset and angry about that, like almost to the point of like, why are you losing your ever-loving mind over this? It just didn't fit his, you know, what you'd seen in, in, you know, for all these years, he's been Penn state's coach. I don't mind it. It is not his style to have a play chart in his hand. And honestly, as, as what his struggles are on Saturday, I think that's where he struggles the most as the CEO of a program is the actual game. I don't want a play chart in his hand. I don't want him calling plays. Okay, Andy, let's move on. Let's get to Steve in Columbia, PA, who says, is James Franklin too focused on recruiting and not coaching? Report said he's flying around in his helicopter, going to Michigan high school football games to yuck it up in glad hand with people for recruiting. Maybe he should have been in meetings with coaches in the team, watching film and preparing for the biggest game of the season. We were woefully unprepared. Joe Paterno canceled all recruit visits to the 2005 whiteout game as he didn't want distractions. A game we won and I was there. Epic. Best way to recruit is to win games on national TV and not get your ears kicked in. Stop being a used car salesman and win big games once in a while. Andy, I'm going to jump in on this one also. Okay. I want to set the record straight on that 2005 whiteout game. First of all, Steve is right. It was epic. And the word that got out was he canceled recruiting visits for that game. Not so fast, my buddy Steve. Actually, if you were at that game, if you looked, there was a boatload of recruits on the sideline. And I talked to somebody who's close to the program from inside the program who I sat with at that game pointed the players out. They were there. Now, they may have distinguished official visits, unofficial visits, but they were loaded with recruits on the sideline that game. Just wanted to clarify that part of it. Andy, is James Franklin a used car salesman? James Franklin is really good at recruiting, and with the way the timelines have moved in the last half decade or so in terms of how you have to recruit and how a class is put together. You have to do, you have to take the windows of you can when they're open during a bye week. You have to be recruiting. That That is just part of the job. It's, it is 
what it was like before and what it was like now. They're not the same, Jimmy. 2005 and 2022, it's the recruiting, how the recruiting timetable and how the the it's set up and how you put a class together. They're they're vastly different now. Having said that, it is not his strength on Saturday, in between the lines at say noon to 3:45. That is not. I would not clarify that as one of James Franklin's strengths is, I would say it is one of his bigger weaknesses is Saturday. But in order to get in a position to play those games as a top 10 team with a 5-0 record going into the game at Michigan, you have to recruit. Otherwise, you don't even get that opportunity. So I, I, don't, I don't think he's a used car salesman. I do not. But I also know where his limit, where his ceiling is as a football coach on Saturday. My response to all this is there's no more important part to college football coaching than recruiting. That's number one. Number two, I think if you're spe- specifically looking at this Michigan game, it was the coaching staff's preparation for the last two weeks because they had a bye week. <laughs> they didn't come into the game with a good game plan. Michigan did. That's they were out coached before they even showed up on Saturday. Let's uh, get one more qu- question in here. This is Glenn from Pleasantville, New York, who says, "When was the last time Penn State completed a fade pass for a touchdown? Maybe Allen Robinson. Being honest, I don't even really know. I could promise you, though, it was not a five foot ten inch receiver. Oh, Andy, thoughts? Good. Best question of the day." In the modern game, even the freaking analytics tell you, don't try this. It just doesn't work. It's not a good option. It's not something you want to do. That is what you're doing. That is your go-to. Not once, Jimmy. You do it twice when you're getting boat raced. That is the lack of preparation you just talk about. That is the... That is the ignorantly arrogance of this is what we do and we're going to do it well. Michigan did not think they could play Penn State and do what they did. They went away from their tendencies and they had a plan. Penn State thought they could walk in there and do what they do and compete in that game. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was your difference in the football game when the kickoff started. You know, Andy, I sometimes... uh take on this persona of Salty Jim in our uh, segments with Dusty at the beginning of the week. That was Salty Andy, and I loved it. Andy, that's it for this segment. We're going to name our winner at the start of quarter number four. Stay tuned for that. New Trail Brewing Company proudly crafts their beers right here in central Pennsylvania. Brewed with only the best possible ingredients, New Trail produces a variety of year-round brands as well as weekly experimental recipes. New Trail Broken Heels is Pennsylvania's favorite local hazy IPA. This beer is smooth and full-bodied. Hand-selected citra hops lead to notes of bright clementine and juicy ruby red grapefruit. Broken Heels is perfect for a pregame tailgate all the way through the victory celebration. 
It's that time again for football and tailgating, and no better way than with Go PSURV. Drive your vehicle to Happy Valley and have an RV set up and waiting for you. And this year, KSN is teaming up with Go PSURV to offer a special deal. Be the first to reserve the KSN special for the Ohio, Central Michigan, Northwestern, Maryland, or Michigan State game, and you'll get $500 off your RV. Call Mark at 800-519-8467 and tell him you want the KSN RV special. StateCollege.com is your one-stop source for news, sports, opinion, entertainment, and community events. Over a decade of experience covering the Nittany Lions from reporter Ben Jones. Lively commentary from columnist Mike Porman and others. Local perspective, local expertise, local information from Penn State's hometown website, StateCollege.com. Trust StateCollege.com for daily coverage of the school, team, and place you love. We are Tech Results, located right here in State College. Whether it's workstation, server and network installation, problem solving and maintenance, security assessments, or general evaluations, we are your complete IT partner. Learn more at TechResults.com. That's T-E-K Results.com. Or call us at 814-206-0000. Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by New Trail Brewing Company. New Trail beers are brewed right here in central Pennsylvania and delivered fresh and cold to your favorite retailers every week. When you're in Happy Valley, be sure to find New Trail at WR Hickey and other craft beer retailers. Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It is quarter number four. I'm Jim Galante along with Andy Shea. Andy, it's time for us to do our Minnesota preview. But, but before we do that, we need a winner from our Ask Andy segment. Who's our winner? He brought out the salt and got me yelling. That would be Glenn from New York. All right, Glenn. I just want to make note, Andy... If you didn't jump all over it, I would have. I cannot stand that fade pass. Can't stand it. Just cannot. All right, let, let's talk Minnesota. The Golden Gophers come into Penn State this week, 4-2, and two, but they're coming off two losses. Lost to Purdue, 20-10. to 10, Lost to Illinois, 26-14. Um, like Penn State, their quarterback, Tanner Morgan, Got dinged up last game, so not sure if he'll be playing or not. But, Andy, before we even get into Minnesota, I just want to ask you a question. There was some controversy is too strong a word, but some discussion and debate of what should be selected as the whiteout game. Ohio State was going to be played at noon, so you don't have the night game factor. They chose to make the whiteout game Minnesota. Considering everything that's on this game right now, I just think that was fortuitous decision making this the whiteout is my opinion. What do you think? Yeah, they, they need it in this game. I mean, it was it's fortunate, I think, for Penn State that A, they're back at home, and B, this is the whiteout game instead of the whiteout game being the, the Ohio State game. Uh, I really do. I think the crowd's going to make a difference. Hello, foreshadowing of Andy's uh, – Bold prediction. prediction. Hello, foreshadowing Andy's bold prediction. I think they're going to be a factor in this game. 
It's a must win for Penn State. They have to change the conversation and stem the tide in terms of, you know, big games and not having success in them and piling up losses the last two years where losses become second losses. And they have to change all of that. And this crowd and this atmosphere of a whiteout game, they need this help this week. This is a must win football game for them. It feels a lot like 2016 again when they played Minnesota in the night game and they were 2-2. Two and two. They really need to win this football game. Really, really need to win this football game. They really do. And if you recall in that 2016 game, there was some heat being leveled towards James Franklin. He really needed that win then. And I'd say there's a lot of pressure on the Penn State team to win this game. But I think there's even more pressure on James Franklin. I know, I know he's got the long contract. I know that's, you know, his financial well-being is taken care of. I get that. But he's a coach. You know, uh, yeah, that's the money's important, but his reputation as a coach is on the line. He's coming off back-to-back 500 seasons. You lose this one, Andy. Things don't look good, especially going into Ohio State next week. You lose, you have to win this game. James Franklin has to win this game. Yeah, the fan base and Penn State fans, they matter the most. But college football, when you look at the program, if you look at it holistically, you're like, okay, they were 5-0 and last year. Then they fell off a cliff. They need to win this game to gain some momentum back, and they can't keep that from happening again. Otherwise... This program in James Franklin's sort of, you know, M.O. become, they can't win when it matters. And if they fall off a cliff again, well, that's what happens to Penn State and James Franklin coach teams. That could, is a possibility. That's why you have to change the narrative a little bit. The, the team has to play well to start changing that narrative and do some things differently and better. And... James Franklin needs a win. It doesn't have to be a blowout or a convincing win. They need to win this football game so they can, so that he and this program can also start to change a little bit of that narrative. James Franklin was asked about his team's identity on offense earlier this week, Andy, and he talked about being able to run the ball and then play action pass. Sounded very much like he was talking about Minnesota and their offensive coordinator, former Penn State coordinator, Kirk Scirocco. They have a very good uh, running back at Abraham. Uh, what do you expect to see from Minnesota? They may or may not have their starting quarterback, Tanner Morgan. Yeah, so Minnesota has a, a really good offensive line. They're big, they're strong, they move guys. They like to control the clock. They like to ground on you. Mohammed Ibrahim, he is he is a horse built for this course, right? Like, he fits the way they want to run their offense. They want to chew on the clock. They want to ride their offensive line. Is this offensive line as good as Michigan? I, I can't see that um, being, you know, possible. But here's the thing, and I talked about this last week. I hate to keep beating the drum, but... Minnesota is, if not one, if not the top, one of the top teams in the country in third down conversions. And on the flip side, they're one of the better teams defensively about, you know, when it comes to third down stops. So think about the opening drive against Penn State in that third and one play, right? Like, there you go. That's not going to work this week either. 
that's not going to be what your first option should be, even in the first series of the game. Minnesota does not have make a lot. They don't like shoot themselves in the foot in one way. I will say in only one way. They don't amass a lot of penalties. They don't put themselves behind the sticks a lot. But they've only played two winning teams, teams with winning records right now, Jimmy. They've only played two of them. They lost both of those games, and they have six interceptions in their last two games. So that is what Penn State will want them to do is to get out of their shell and have to throw the ball. And that's when they want to throw the ball is establishing the run first. And again, we all remember from a couple years ago, this quarterback and this offensive coordinator, what they did to Penn State. And, you know, I'm not as crazy about Minnesota's offensive line, perhaps, as you are. I don't think they have the same receivers that they had a couple years ago getting separation. And they are their reputation, I think Penn State fans and college football fans in general probably overreacted when they whipped Michigan State 34 to 7 because they were basing Michigan State on what they were a year ago. Well, it turns out Michigan State is not that. Uh, Their out-of-conference schedule was nondescript. They only scored 10 points against Purdue. They lost to Illinois, a team that's better than, you know, we had all expected. It's This is, you used the expression earlier in the show, Andy, it's a level playing field. Actually, if you go by talent alone. Oh, no, it's not. The field should be tilted Penn State's way. They have more talent. They do. They absolutely do. Look, Minnesota has very low ceilings, right? Their holes are their problems, and you address them. They're they're crystal clear. But in that Michigan State game, they get that game in that box. You know what I mean? They get that game in the in the little box where they can keep it, and they can flourish in that type of situation. It is, it is incumbent on Penn State to get this game outside Minnesota's comfort box. If they get it even just a little bit outside Minnesota's comfort box, that's where Penn State's athleticism and superior talent starts to shine even more. They could run away from this team. If they can get Minnesota out of their box even just a little sooner than later. I, that's just one of the keys for me on this game because Minnesota's got grit. You let them hang around and and gain a little bit more traction on that grit front as the game goes along, you're gonna be you're gonna be huffing and puffing and wheezing down the stretch because they like a pure dogfight. They want it to be sort of mucky and gritty like that. Penn State doesn't need that this week. And if they allow Minnesota to stay in the game, it's not just about Minnesota feeling, hey, we're in this game and we could win this. It's Penn State players saying to themselves, hey, we could here we go again. That downward spiral is happening to us again. Andy, one of the things I'm going to be looking for is, from the Penn State standpoint, the game plan. Manny Diaz, I'll call that his first bad game, uh, calling the signals on defense. Mike Yersich, you know what? There's probably been two games in his two-year or year-and-a-half tenure with Penn State that I thought, hey, the offensive coordinator did a great job. And by the way, those were both the Auburn games. I certainly didn't see it against Michigan. I'd like to see him come up with something a little bit different, a little bit special, make us say, aha, there's the Penn State coaches out scheming. 
All right, Andy, I'm trying to give you enough time to give your prediction and your bold yep. prediction. So I'm watching you're, – you're looking at Manny Diaz in the defense. I, I'm not going to look there this week, believe it or not. I'm looking at the offense. I think – what – I I kind of feel for Mike Yersich in some way in a little bit, just a little bit, not a lot, folks. I don't know if he knows what his head coach wants from him out of, for this offense. I really don't. What he hears is, I want to be play action. I want to run the ball. I want explosive plays. What the heck do you want? What is your identity as an offense? I want to know it. I want to see it. I want to understand it. I am looking at the offense to take this team and this game to another level. Okay, what you were trying to be became easy to stop. How do you counterpunch in a week? What is your plan on that side of the ball? Not not what we're going to do what we do and we know what our strengths are. What is your plan this week? And that is what I am looking at. All right, this game, the lid's off the Penn State offense. They are kindergarten, kindergarten cop, easy to stop as, as what they've laid on film. What are they going to do different? I am going to pick Penn State because of their athleticism. I am going to make it 24 for Penn State, 21 for Minnesota. My bold prediction the final 10 points in this game belong to Penn State. The crowd and a Wyatt and the Whiteout, they play a role in this game down the stretch and help Penn State wheeze over the finish line. I'm concerned if that's the case, Andy. I'm concerned if Penn State's behind late in the game because I'm not sure how forgiving this Penn State crowd will be. Yep, it's a Whiteout crowd and they want to cheer. I'm looking for it the other way. How about, how's it going to go early? Is Penn State going to give the fans a reason to be in the game? Are they going to get a big play? Are they going to, if they defer on the kickoff, are they going to get a three and out? If they get the ball on offense, are they going to move the ball down the field and score right away? Give the fans a reason to be into it and give them a reason to be excited, Andy. All right, that is it for our show. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you join us next time on the Keystone Kickoff Show. New Trail Brewing Company proudly crafts their beers right here in central Pennsylvania. Brewed with only the best possible ingredients, New Trail produces a variety of year-round brands, as well as weekly experimental recipes. And next time you're watching the game with friends or by the campfire, pick up the New Trail Hoppy Variety Pack. New Trail's Hoppy Pack is an absolute crowd pleaser. Packed with four different hoppy beers, it's sure to please everyone. It's that time again for football and tailgating, and no better way than with Go PSU RV. Drive your vehicle to Happy Valley and have an RV set up and waiting for you. And this year, KSN is teaming up with Go PSU RV to offer a special deal. Be the first to reserve the KSN special for the Ohio, Central Michigan, Northwestern, Maryland, or Michigan State game, and you'll get $500 off your RV. Call Mark at 800-519-8467 and tell him you want the KSN RV special. StateCollege.com is your one-stop source for news, sports, opinion, entertainment, and community events. Over a decade of experience covering the Nittany Lions from reporter Ben Jones. Lively commentary from columnist Mike Porman and others. Local perspective, local expertise, local information from Penn State's hometown website, StateCollege.com. 
TrustStateCollege.com for daily coverage of the school, team, and place you love. We are Tech Results. Located right here in State College, we specialize in providing assistance with many third-party software suites. Our clients include doctor's offices, lawyers, construction companies, and even hairdressers. We provide help with their industry-specific software. Learn more at TechResults.com. That's T-E-K Results.com. Or give us a call at 814-206-0000.